0: Let's go ahead and uh, find Psalm number 51, Psalm 51, and I don't have but three scriptures to give you this morning, and just really one one key thought, and then I'll be done, and uh, uh, Brother Gibbs, I believe, will come, which will, will certainly be a blessing. Psalm number 51, you know this psalm, let's just look please from Verse number 12, <clears throat> and if you'll just just allow me a couple of scriptures before I make that one really key point I want to make, and then I'll be done. David here is praying his prayer of repentance unto the Lord. And from verse 12, we, he makes this statement, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And uphold me with thy free spirit. Then, if I can get that back, if I can get my joy back, then I will teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from my blood guiltness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. When you look at the life of David in this passage, uh, it's clear that he was not feeling right about himself. And we understand the conditions that brought that to be. We understand that uh, he he had sinned in numerous ways, and he had attempted to cover that sin up, and he really just attempted to get on with life as normal. And I kind of feel, I, I, you know, I feel a certain sadness for him because uh, it must have been very difficult for that period of time. Now, you know, David was in, he was in the right place, geographically speaking. He had not left the will of God as far as his geography goes. But he, but he had left God. As far as his heart goes, so he was in he was in the right place geographically, but he wasn't in the right place inwardly and because he wasn't in the right place inwardly as he finally and and remember a period of time elapsed between when these things happened in his life and uh, and and then uh there was some, some time after Nathan comes to him and, and really confronts him with his sin and clearly here David is getting it right and this psalm attests to his sincerity and his transparency in revealing the way he was. And I, I want you to notice that he's he's begging God for forgiveness and restoration of his inner state and he says, if if I can... If I can get that, if I can get back right with God, then in verse number 14, I'll be able to sing again. But, but I'm, I'm having trouble singing because my inward state is not right. Now my, my outward state, my geography is fine. But because my inward state is not right, Lord, I need you to help me. And, he, and again, again, in verse number 15, he's saying, Lord, if you'll just help me, what that will do in verse number 15, it will open my lips. And again, you know, my mouth will be able to to give your praise again. Because I've got a, there's a condition inside of me that's hindering all that happening. That's all I want to say there. Look at 1 Kings chapter number 19. 1 Kings chapter number 19. And these are... uh, well-known passages to you. You've no doubt preached on all these passages. So you know the story, and I don't have to give you too much preface or background. In uh, chapter number 19, this is talking about Elijah. You know what happened before, uh, how that he was on Mount Carmel, and how God met him there, and he had a great victory. And it's very clear, you know, if you were to look at the spirit, small s, small s, the spirit of Elijah as he's on Mount Carmel, he has an elevated spirit. You know, he's he's delighting in the presence of God. He's delighting in the display of God. You know, I have a real problem with that. Both those words started with D and I never do that. I don't like to do that. So uh, uh, he uh, he was delighting uh, in the presence of God and he was delighting in what God showed him. And uh and his spirit was was uh, elevated, and all all was well. And then you get across to uh, chapter number nineteen, and you know you know the the story here. Let's pick it up from verse one. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and withal how he had slain all the prophets uh, with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying. So let the gods do to me and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Bathsheba, which belongeth to Judah, and lest his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree, And he requested for himself that he might die. And I'd have to admit this morning that that request has visited my lips on occasions. He requested for himself that he might die and said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I'm not better than my father's. And then again, if you just notice verse number 9, And he came thither into a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? Now, Elijah found himself, like David, in a place that wasn't right. But David's problem was an inward one. Elijah's problem was he left the geography. So so Elijah knew fear drove him from the place that he was supposed to be at to another place. And the Holy Spirit provides a somewhat detailed narrative of his journey that he traveled to this place. And he went a day's journey. And it was it was when he left the place, the geography, that God had him to be. Fear made him leave it. Then Then Elijah now, may I say this, there was no song on his lips anymore. His spirit was not elated anymore. This was, this man did not have the same demeanour as the man who was on Mount Carmel. This man is depressed. This man is saying, Lord, I would, I just want to die. And so you have two situations there. You have David was in a wrong place. And Elijah was in a wrong place. So, so one, as it were, you might say was in, was uh, in the place of wrong. And the other was in a wrong place. But, but the same thing happened to both of them. And that's all I want to say there. Look at uh, Psalm 137. This is our last scripture. Psalm 137. And, uh, you know, I titled this message because you have to have a title. I titled this message, The Question I Hope You Never Have to Ask. The Question I Hope You Never Have to Ask. And the question is here uh, in this passage. In Psalm 137, uh, please look at verse number 2. Well, let's let's read from verse number 1. You understand that this is the psalm of captivity, this is the psalm of those who have been taken captive and find themselves in Babylon. And verse number one, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept, a little bit like Elijah's spirit. We, when we remembered Zion, we hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there, they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us, required of us mirth, they wanted us to be happy, saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. And here's the question I hope you never have to ask. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? How can we sing God's song in a wrong place? Now, I want you to think about this. David was in a wrong place. He wasn't he wasn't in a right place inwardly. But outwardly he carried on with the duties of the kingdom. Out, outwardly uh, he had to still do the things he had to do. And 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 for a long time he just had to carry on as if everything was okay, but inwardly he wasn't right. And maybe some people discerned that, and maybe some people didn't. But he knew he wasn't right within. He knew, he, he couldn't sing the song. He said, Lord, the way I was with this, having a wrong place inside me, I, I can't sing your song. You, you, I need you to forgive me and help me and bring me back inwardly to where I need to be. And then that will open my lips. And then I'll be able to sing your songs. It was an inward place, but it was the wrong place inwardly. But then Elijah, on the other hand, his was more pertaining to a wrong place outwardly. And certainly there probably was a wrong place inwardly, but not in the sense of David having it. And so, so Elijah is in a wrong place also. And now Elijah is not, as it were, singing God's song either. So David is, is, in, is in the place of wrong. And Elijah is in the wrong place. And the people here in this psalm are in both of those scenarios. They were carried away into captivity because of their sin, because of their failure to listen to God, because of their rejection of what God had been saying to them over quite a long period of time. And so they had a, there was a, there was a problem with the, with the, with the place inwardly. And because of that, then they got they got carried away and their geography changed as well. So now 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 these people, these people are in a wrong place and they're in a wrong place. And they make that awful, awful question. How can you sing God's song, the Lord's song in a strange place? And it's an awful question, because the answer is, you can't. Their heart was hanging on the tree. They didn't have any song. You you can't sing in that condition. If you're in in the place of wrong inwardly, and maybe some people know, and maybe some people, maybe they don't know, but be sure you know. Or if you're in a wrong place this way, you can't sing God's song. And here's the problem. Because everybody knows who you are, they want you to keep, they want you to sing God's song. They know who you are. They expect a song from you. They expect you, come on, give us the song. But the only song that you knew was the Lord's song. Because that's who you were. You, you, you're not anything else. And so if you can't sing the Lord's song, you haven't got anything. But you still have to sit and go about the the outward duties of the position, fumble and stumble your way through, but you're in a wrong place and you're having trouble singing the Lord's song. So when you get up in the pulpit, you have to sing a song, but it's not the Lord's song. Because you can't sing the Lord's song in a strange place. You, it's a strange place because it was the wrong place. It's not a strange place if you're a Babylonian living in Babylon. That's not a strange place for them. But it's a strange place for the people of God to find themselves in that place because they were, they were in, they had a state of wrong and they were in a wrong state. It was, it was wrong both ways for them it was a strange place because they weren't meant to be there and that's the great difficulty when you're saved and you know god and uh, and uh, you, you know the only song you have is god's song but if you're not if this place is wrong and it can be wrong for lots of reasons it doesn't have to be what david did but if this if this is a wrong place or that's a wrong place you can't sing God's song. You know why? You're in a strange place. You're in the place where God never wanted you to be. You weren't made to live in a strange place. That's why you can't sing the Lord's song in that strange place. Now, you can sing another song, but you can't sing the Lord's song. But people expect a song from you, and it's a, it's, what a terrible place to be. And that's where they were. They were in the wrong place and they were in the wrong place. But yet everybody knew who they were. And they're saying, sing us. Come on, give us one of those songs. But just like David, who who was wrong inwardly, and he couldn't get a song from his lips. He said, God, if I don't get right with you, I've got no song. And that was their problem. They They were there because they weren't right with God. And then just like Elijah, who was in a wrong place, they knew they were in a wrong place. And when you when you get that way, you, you, you can't sing God's song. You can't sing the Lord's song in a strange place. You can't do it. You can sing another song, but you can't sing the Lord's song. Go ahead, Joel Alsting. Sing the motivation song, but you won't sing the Lord's song. Go ahead, Dr. Bottle Stopper with your NIV Bible. Sing the song of intellectualism, but you won't sing the Lord's song. You can't sing the Lord's song in that place. Go ahead, internet assassin. Sing the song of contention, but you won't sing the Lord's song in that place. Go ahead, disgruntled church member. Sing the song of disunity, but you won't sing the Lord's song in that place. Go ahead, lazy preacher. Sing the song of another man's sermon, but you won't sing the Lord's song in that place. Go ahead, worldly Christian. Sing the song of we're just like them, but you won't sing the Lord's song in that place. And they said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange place? You can't. You can't. You have to change your place. If you're going to sing the Lord's song and you know, and if you don't sing the Lord's song, you ain't got a song. You're you're a man without a song, but you've got to keep sitting there and going on like everything's okay. And they're saying, sing, come on, preacher, give it to us, give it to us. And you've got no song. And so you have to offer something, but it's not the Lord's song. It's the question I hope you never have to ask. Oh, God, help me. How can I sing your song in this place? How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange place? You can't. You have to change your place and come back to the place that God put you in. If you're going to sing the Lord's song how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange place? Well, the truth of it is you can't. Do you need to come back? Elijah left his place because of fear. David left his place because of flesh. But they were both in a wrong place. Both of them had no song. If you want to sing the Lord's song, you have to come back to the Lord's place.